0: This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 316 of the Driving Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Purina Animal Health and the American Driving Society. This week, coming up on the show, we have Jacob Arnold, the FEI single horse champion at Live Oak International, talking about his win over there. And, of course, Jacob's been on our show many times before. And also, we have Bo from Back on Track coming on to talk about a brand-new helmet style that's he's first brought Brought to the United States, called the Trauma Void EQ3 Helmet. And it has a new technology built in to help with trauma. And we're going to talk to him about that coming up on the show today as well. Because there's one thing we know about in driving carriages, and that's trauma occasionally. (laughs) (laughs) That's coming up. Hopefully we don't. I'm knocking on wood, Wendy. I'm knocking on wood. Great segue. (laughs) This is Glenda Geek.
1: And I'm Wendy Ying, and you're listening to the Driving Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network.
0: Well, Wendy's not feeling well. She came up to my house over the weekend and tried to get us all sick. That's not true. I didn't (laughs) try. I've been
1: fighting the flu. I've been fighting the flu, and I had to teach at Chi Institute, so I had to down all kinds of herbs. I was fighting it off.
0: Yeah, she was, was all Chinese me. medicine up over the weekend. I can attest I to was. that.
1: I was.
0: <laughs> it was fun having you here though. It really was. Thanks. It's always fun it. having Wendy around.
1: Thanks for having my soft comfy bed in there too.
0: Yes. We 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 bought you a nice bed just for when you visit. I know. Yeah. Well, we, we're going to get right to the show today because Wendy doesn't have much voice left, so um, we're going to get right to the show. Greatness never ages, so help your senior horses live their best lives with Purina Equine Senior Horse Feed. It has ActiveAge, a proprietary prebiotic proven through years of research to ha- support a senior horse's aging immune system. To learn a whole lot more, visit PurinaMills.com backslash ActiveAge. That's PurinaMills.com backslash ActiveAge. Well, long-time listeners will know that of the next young guy we've had on here. We started probably interviewing him when he was a teenager. That's how long we've been doing this show. His name is Jacob Arnold. He's one of the young up and comers in our support here in the United States. And he was the FEI single horse champion at Live Oak International with a large field, too. Not just a couple, but uh, many, many drivers. And we're going to hear all about that from Jacob. Well, returning to the show, after a little bit of an absence, we have Jacob Arnold, who won the FEI single-horse division at Live Oak International. We followed Jacob through his career, pretty much. We've been on here six years, and I think you've been coming on six years, Jacob. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Glenn, thanks for having me. Yeah, I think you might just be right. Seems often enough. I think you were like 10 when we had you on the first time, it seems like. Uh, so and certainly maturity level wise, there's no doubt about that. I don't know. <laughs> According to your dad, you haven't matured at all. So I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> uh, <Touché. laughs> so, Jacob, so Jacob, you were dri- who's horse were you driving? What was the story at Live Oak?
2: All oh, right, so I was uh, I was driving Leslie Berndall's horse Yuminco, Uh His barn name's Travis. Um, actually, she um, we sort of got into contact um, end of December and. She I've been looking for a single horse to compete, and um, hadn't, hadn't had not had any luck yet. And um, we sort of we sort of got in contact, and she was nice enough to you know let me compete her horse for this season, and uh, you know it's, it's been really great so far. And I'd say, you know, it's, I, <laughs> yeah, it was it was, you know, it was it was so incredibly sweet of her and uh, generous, and you know, and the, you know, it's a, he's a great horse to work with. You know, he's a he's a really he's a fantastic guy.
0: Well, you very
2: very funny character.
0: Well, you you ended up winning in a class, the single horse, the FEI class. There had a lot of horses in it. It's probably one of the biggest classes that day. Walk us through it. uh, Dressage. How'd you do there?
2: Dressage wasn't uh, wasn't wasn't perfect. Um, I think we made a few improvements over the from from the last competition. And uh, but you know so there you know there wasn't any major major mistakes, but there were you know there were some. Some things I need to you know sort out, and I've actually only driven this FEI test at one at one FEI show. As the last time I competed a single was in 2014, but um, but you know, I was happy enough with the score, and you know without anything major happening, I managed to to get a fifty to fifty nine point something, and
0: what place were you sitting in yeah, then going the, into uh, to marathon
2: fourth, about
0: two and a half points from first place. And, oh, that's not very far. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. So now let me just say, Wendy, that I saw Jacob with a couple of pretty women in a picture from the party after cross after I to call it cross country after marathon, and he was holding four one thousand dollar checks. So, <laughs> so and you get those for being the fastest through a uh, an obstacle, right? Uh, yes, for the whole FEI division. And so, not too, too shabby there, buddy. The <laughs> not too shabby.
2: Yeah, it was all right actually. It it, it wasn't wasn't too bad. I made a couple mistakes. too of the I missed one turn and two other hazards, but I still managed to um, you know. The, but, it, but those four went well enough, and you know it wasn't it wasn't the best marathon in the world, but uh, you know it was. I was happy with it, especially for only our second go around the course. So you know, and for only having Travis for a few months. So you were flying, happy. and the two people in the pic- <laughs> <laughs> the two and the two people thank you but the two people in the picture one was um my navigator of the show bonnie fisher uh she did a fantastic job on the back and the other was my girlfriend Mary Shea, and she um you know she's helped and supported me and drives me every day and is always out there to help and you know couldn't have done it without those two so
0: Yay, well good And then cones, uh, you didn't go bowling obviously, or you wouldn't have been in first place
2: uh, Right, no, I managed to drive double clear there, um, and I, I trained a lot on on sand footing, because um, for the first year for the first time, I was actually on sand, for saw and cones um, on a sort of a fiber-based footing and I trained a little bit I trained cones enough um, at Grand Oaks, at the Grand Oaks Resort, where, where Steve and I have our horses, and and we so I I was sort of somewhat used to that type of footing and uh yeah, no, the course drove quite well and everybody was happy. Horse went horse did very, very good and you know, it was actually a great cones course. I just needed a little time within to sort of sort sort 'em out and figure out what I needed to do. So
1: what was the hardest well. part about the about the cones? Was there a certain section that you thought was more difficult than the rest?
2: yes 14 15 16 that was a that was the tightest combination in all in in all the cones in the whole cones course and but and that was that was certain that was just the most technical where you had to drive you had to take this we had to slow down a little bit and use a little bit of your space and be a little more careful
1: so how was it set up yep. like did you have to roll back into some of them or like how was yeah 14?
2: you came through we came from 14 and um 14 and then you had to go like over to the right immediately after 14 and then quickly to the left to 15 right it kind of up against the jump heading straight to the fence
1: mm-hmm. and then after
2: 15 a roll back tight left and then sort of straighten back out to get to 16 and then your line at, coming out of 16 was just, like, wasn't the direction you wanted to be heading to 17 so it was sort of an, invited you to cheat and have 16 yeah. down but so but
0: and the footing that didn't now, happen luckily and the footing because it was the <laughs> the sand slash, you know, uh, mm-hmm. material footing. Did you, do you find, right. how does it, how is it different than on grass? How do you find it different? Better, worse, sticky? Uh, it
2: kind of depends. Uh, co- in, in this particular live oak, I must say was they, they had rolled it a lot and, uh, and tried to pack it down as hard as they could. So there was very little sliding. The biggest thing with sand or fiber I arenas mean, is, is the cones driving. is usually the thing that changes the most because you, you get more sliding, more skidding in the curves, and, you know, usually kicking an outside cone here or there. But um, this, but LIVOC had done a great job. The the staff had done such a good job packing that all down that it basically drove just like you were on grass.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Very little sliding at all.
0: And that's just temporary anyway. I think he told us that he's going to be seeding it uh, for next year.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At least that's what he said. So, you know, we'll sort of see how that that all pans out.
0: But either way, fiber isn't easy, you know, it's
2: super easy to have and to deal
0: with so it's certainly nice for one fans. way or the other It'd be great yeah oh, so, absolutely. so
1: jacob what's it like going from uh you did pairs uh in the past so is it was it like now coming down from pairs to the singles again you like it because it's fast uh, or what do you think about it
2: I don't know. Uh, it took me a little bit to get back used to it. I'd I sort of spent so much time with pair driving. I had to really get used to, you know, I sit in the middle with a single. I sit on the right with a pair. Yeah. You know, obviously, it's a, it's a totally different game, in um, just in general, horse wise. Um, so it, it took me a little bit to sort it back out and like remember how to how to drive and compete a single. I couldn't tell you which one I like better. I just like competing, so and driving. <laughs> so it all sort of works for me. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't really matter what I drive either way.
0: Well, well and you, you ended up driving a really nice horse, so that that helped. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and he's a fantastic guy, and you
2: know it works out great. And you know, and and you know, between the support of Leslie Berndel and between the support of Leslie Berndel and then and my my employer Steve Wilson, you know, it's been absolutely fantastic. They're you know they're they're both so you know so on my side and so supportive. It's just been it's been great to compete and have and you know know you have people behind you.
0: What, uh, so I, I got to ask you now the important question, Jacob. What was the theme mm. of the competitors' party, and how to go? Oh dear! Uh, the theme was St. <laughs>
2: Patrick's Day because I guess that was either Saturday or Sunday. I don't even know. I care so very little about um, holidays. <laughs> uh, it, um, it it was the, it was a St. Patrick's Day themed party, and you know there were some crazy costumes, and you know I think my favorite was hands down Paul May. He walked the the cones course on Saturday night, in a really, really tall green top hat and you know full <laughs> leprechaun. Attire. I did see I that, that, that picture. It was hilarious. Uh, he 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 definitely he took the cake for me. Um, And uh, but honestly, I don't know how the party went. I left at about ten forty-five,
0: so I I didn't stay out. Well, so you are a serious party animal, there, Jacob. <laughs>
2: You you know it. Um, <laughs> I didn't, you know, I
0: kind of was like, oh, I've been in a situation before. I think I'm just going to go ahead and go to sleep. <laughs> that was it. That now, was did, little... uh, did, did Chester, you sometimes makes a grand entrance in helicopters and things. Did he make a grand entrance this time? Not that I saw. Okay. Not that I
2: saw. Because...
0: He did call me Justin Bieber when he called me up on stage for the, <laughs> roller,
2: for the hazard of Woods. That, that was well, uh,
1: you are our Bieber. Come on, the, Jacob. It. It don't, don't take consistent. that away from it was us. <laughs> You're
2: it the was only consistent. young male we've it got, so, so I, mean, I know. <laughs> Fair
0: enough, you know. I get it. I guess. Sort of, you <laughs> can know, you sing, Jacob? Can you sing? It could have been anybody. <laughs> can you? No, sing? I cannot. You no, don't I want to hear me sing. <laughs> oh, and I can't dance either. You can oh, ask okay. my girlfriend. <laughs> 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 no rhythm, Jacob. Well, congratulations. No rhythm at all. <laughs> congratulations. Well done and we're we're proud of you. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you guys having me on here. All right. Thanks, Jacob. Wendy and I would like to remind you how important a membership to the American Driving Society is. Many of our listeners have joined the ADS since hearing about it on the show. Is it your turn? The benefits of membership include four issues of the award-winning The Whip magazine, featuring all the latest news, trends, and how-to articles for the sport of carriage driving. Every ADS member looks forward to getting this every quarter. Two issues of the Omnibus, the ADS guide to all the recognized competitions around the country. The Buyer's Guide, the number one resource for goods and services for carriage driving community plus 8 copies of the Wheel Horse newsletter sent out in an enhanced full color electronic format or a black and white paper copy mailed directly to your home access to the members only section of the ADS website which includes a comprehensive membership directory dressage tests and the rule book and an ADS membership card and decal to display your membership proudly go to the americandrivingsociety.org today to get your ADS membership tell them Wendy and Glenn sent you Our next guests are somebody that we've dealt with for a long time. We've represented their products at Here to Horse Radio Network for years and years and years. Uh, and, and he's been on our show talking about the old days in the old country and driving harness horses and everything. We have Bo from Back on Track Products. Hi, Bo.
3: Hi. Thanks for having us here.
0: And Dr. Wendy sells your products through her her practice down there in Sarasota and also on the human side because her significant other is a human chiropractor and loves the Back on Track products. Super. super. Now, now we also have Maria on here. Maria, what's your position with Back on Track?
4: Yeah, I um, work for Back on Track as a helmet specialist with our distributor, Trauma Void.
0: Very good. And that's why you're here. Perfect transition, Maria. Um, that's why you guys are here, because there's this brand new product that I saw at Ada this la- a couple months ago that Bo showed us called Trauma Void, which hopefully is bringing a whole new level of safety to helmets here in the United States. So, um, Bo, kind of tell us what it is and why you brought it over.
3: Well, you know... In Back on track have a pretty good reputation in the horse industry, and uh, we don't take on any kind of products, and we don't strongly believe in. And um, this this uh, helmet is from Trauma void a, a different company. Uh, Back on track overseas have um, sold this kind of helmet for six seven years, and it's not a new technology. It's called MIPS, and, and uh, they redirect uh, the uh, horses when you hit the ground, uh, and uh, it's in a lot of um, not just riding helmet. We are first in U.S. market to have the MIPS technology, but there's a lot in a bicycle helmet and uh, used downhill uh, skiers, uh, right? Skiing,
0: yeah,
3: skiing used, that. I believe in the Olympic air last, so it's nothing new. It's just new for U.S. market uh, We're... over here. And,
0: well, Maria, kind of explain it's kind of hard to explain on the on the radio here, but kind of explain what makes this helmet on the inside, what that what it actually yeah. does.
4: <laughs> yeah, so the MIPS is um, multi-directional impact protection system is a helmet integrated with a low friction layer designed to reduce rotational motion, transferred to the brain from angled impacts to the head. The layer then creates a way for the rotational force to be absorbed and redirected rather than transmitted to the brain during the impact. So instead of um, you know it it just being one fall, it's redirecting that motion um, to decrease head trauma, concussions, things like
0: that. And the way it does that, from what I saw, was it has this kind of movable liner on the inside. Yeah. And it moves in all different directions. It's kind of neat, the technology. It's I don't know how to describe it, but it moves in all different directions separate from the helmet. So when you hit the ground, it's going to move to absorb the impact of your brain hitting your skull, which is what happens. I mean, your brain, even though your helmet absorb some of the impact your brain still goes smack against the side of your skull what this is designed to do is absorb some of that and slow the brain down so it doesn't hit as hard right did i get that right
4: yeah correct yeah yeah great
0: i should sell these um yeah But this is what, one of the reasons that even people with helmets, we have one of our hosts, Emily, who's a show jumper, and she's had multiple concussions. I mean, really bad falls where she cracks the helmet in half. And the la- one of the ones, I think it was like the second one she had, she did hit at an angle and that's what happened. They think that that's what, why she had so much brain concussion. She was out for months. Uh, oh, be- yeah. Because the brain hit the side so hard, even though she was wearing a helmet, that I think this kind of helmet would help absorb some of that force.
3: I, I can say that we uh, back on track overseas had a a mom coming in and thanked them for selling this kind of helmet uh, in the, uh, a question. Word for her daughter had a real nasty fall and the doctor at the hospital in Sweden said if without this kind of uh, helmet most likely wouldn't be walking and talking today which is a saying from the mother, of course, but uh, she. Oh, that's a pretty to... good
0: source, though <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: but uh, it, it's it's not like a, you can't get hurt in a, you can get hurt in right. any kind of helmet or protection. It's not that, but it's just a new new technology for the riding industry, but it's old technology for everywhere Well, else, well, you
0: know. that, well, that begs right. the question: Why? Why are we just seeing it over here
3: now? Yeah, no, I mean uh, we uh, maybe should or. I opened up the company Trauma Void, and we had been so busy with Back on Tracks, so I didn't feel I had room for more. But, you know, they have such a good review overseas, and I figure, you know, if you can help one person to not. Get uh, hurt uh, would be worth it to open up outer a, a company and work a couple of more hours.
0: <laughs> but why haven't the other helmet companies done it? Is my question. It's approved, it's right? Fashion. It has all the approvals. It's fashion, Glenn. We
1: don't like to wear big helmets. This
0: isn't big, though.
1: No, I know, no. but that—that's yeah. the thing with this technology. You don't need a big helmet to have a lot of protection. That's what I like about it.
3: Yeah, it doesn't. They, it
1: looks like a normal helmet.
3: Absolutely, and we got a lot of good. Uh, we've been to a couple of shows and uh, showed them, and a lot of good comments. It's actually very good looking helmets, and uh, uh, we maybe don't have so much bling and bling on them. Some a lot of other company, but this price at two forty nine, which I think is that's uh, the other thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> reasonable a great price. price. Yeah. It's for and you know that's it's the head is actually the most important thing. You know, without that you you know kind of up the creek. Uh, mm-hmm. But this. A lot of people maybe look at the the more fancy looking helmets, but uh the question you had, why have not other helmet yeah. company uh, used it and that's actually a question for them uh, not for
0: i know i tried
3: <laughs> yeah I, I can't say that for uh, you know that's uh, I'm a little bit surprised at they have not done a helmet like this since they have been out in, uh, overseas for six years. I'm sure they will be coming. Over here, other helmets company too, but uh, it's uh, we we have a lot of success so far with it, and uh, people love our prices. And you know, people said you could charge five six hundred dollars, but yeah, but maybe not everybody can sh- pay five six hundred dollars for a helmet. So two forty nine, yeah. I thought, was a reasonable. You can buy a cheaper helmet and you can buy more expensive, but two forty nine, if you look at, you know, a good looking helmet and a a good helmet is and now, sometimes uh, a little bit more expensive.
0: Maria, it has all the approvals that we need, right?
4: Yes. Yeah. It is okay. ASTM and SEI certified.
0: Okay, so that's good. And it does come in microfiber and smooth shell. You can get both here in the United States now, right?
4: Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, in black, navy, and brown for the microfiber, and
0: then black and navy for the smooth option. I, I like the fact that you have navy. The inventors are going to like that. <laughs> so, and, you know, we, we've had a couple listeners or, buy them already. As soon as they came over here, I think we talked about them, Bo, on the show and yeah. well, back at Ada, and we had a couple of listeners buy it. Now, as far as sizing is concerned, it runs like most other helmets. How does that work?
4: Yeah, um, we find that it's fairly true to size. Um, we are carrying sizes six and a half two seven and a half right now, which is 53 centimeters to 61 centimeters, if that's how you prefer to measure. I, you know, have rode in several different helmet brands and um, found that I was true to size in in my EQ3.
0: Now, one of our listeners did have trouble with fit because I think they have more of an oblong head than a round head, Mm -hmm. but there are, you can kind of, there's inserts or something you were telling me about that you can kind of help fit all size heads too?
4: Yeah, so we have um, a thinner liner and a thicker liner. So we have found um, that, you know, by changing out the liner, you can, for most people, um, get a get a safe fit.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's always a weird head or two out there. I have one of yeah. those, actually. So <laughs> <it's>, uh, <laughs> no comment, though. All right. So... Yeah. <laughs>
3: We know each other too well. I know. That's why why I said no
0: comment. So, uh, Wendy, any questions on this? Well, you know what
1: I really like about this is I know you were talking about the big injuries, like the big wrecks, but nowadays we're really learning how multiple small traumas lead to long-term brain damage over time. Like, look at the football players and we're seeing from their research. So with horseback riders... You know, think of how many times we fall off or people breaking babies. They fall off a lot, you know, or have young horses. So just because you don't have these colossal wrecks all the time, wearing a helmet that can protect your head and reduce the severity of the impact of your brain against the inside of your skull every time, even if you have only minor multiple falls, it can really save your brain over the long term.
3: Yeah, and I must say... um I used to train stand up and we used to train horses without helmets and things like that yesterday. to have it. And I, today when you go and look at most of the trainers and uh, they wear helmets. Uh, so I think we've been more and more aware of about what's happened when you hit the ground <laughs> without the mm-hmm. helmet.
0: Do you know uh, what I'm happy uh, to see on that note? We've been doing a lot of trail riding here in Florida. Trail riders have always been the last ones to adopt helmets but yeah. now i'm seeing even with the western trail riders we're seeing about half of the trail riders we come across now have helmets on even western
3: yeah uh, and the western word is you see a lot of pictures even today that they only have the cowboy hat on and young girls and boys uh, riding with just uh i, don't, I mean the it's hard to change how they use these, but you know the resource, they start to use it more and more. Uh, b- before there was just a hat; it was supposed to look good. But uh, you know, when you hit the ground hard, and there's not too many some care how you look, and if when you hit, uh, it, it's more like if you can get up in a uh, one piece. <laughs> Very good. So, uh,
0: well, I I think everybody should go at least check it out. Is it at stores right now or can you only get it on backontrackproducts.com? Uh, where do they find
3: it? Maria, you have all that info.
0: Yeah. So,
4: um you can purchase it directly through Back on Track as well as in um 18 states we have stores carrying it right now. Okay. That list is fast growing. Um so And where rec- can they
3: find that in store? Yeah,
4: there? we recommend um Visiting the Trauma Void website or reaching out to us directly. We have a dealer locator that we'd be more than happy to share with you so that you can find one nearby.
0: What's the Trauma Void website?
4: It is just www.traumavoid.com.
0: All right. Pretty simple. TraumaVoid.com, although I was trying to type trauma and spelled it wrong. So then I had to redo that. <laughs> um, but again, that's my head problem. Probably been hit too yeah, many times. Yeah, you said it. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I just saved you from it, Bill. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys, and thank you for uh, continuing yeah. to look after the health and well-being of riders in America.
3: Thank you, and uh, good talking to you guys.
4: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Well, Wendy, where can people find you? They
1: can find me at drwendyying.com. I have a blog and a little store and all kinds of information about traditional Chinese veterinary medicine.
0: And of course, you can find the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com, all 17 of our shows. I encourage you, if you haven't had a chance yet, I know a lot of you come to Florida in the wintertime with your horses and your carriages. If you haven't had a chance to listen to Finding Florida, the Finding Florida podcast, please do. You can find it on our website and also on our app. You can find it on our app. Just search for Finding Florida on the Horse Radio Network phone app, and you'll find it there. Uh, Jimmy and I travel around Florida doing adventures. It's nothing to do with horses usually but we do have a lot of fun and a lot of listeners have uh, been tuning in and enjoying it it's wendy would you say it's completely different than any other travel show you've heard oh yeah
1: it's one of my favorite <laughs> new podcasts i love it we
0: because- don't just interview people from home we actually go and do some wild stuff
1: yeah, you go out and about, and I feel like I'm there with you experiencing all these fun things to do in whatever city you may be in.
0: Yep, and you'll hear Jemmy screaming a lot because we're yeah, a power boats a and whatever we end up doing. <laughs> so that's uh, that's coming up. Also, I did want to mention that this weekend uh, we're going to be in Tampa. So hopefully, if any of our Tampa friends were actually doing a meetup, we our, our challenge this week in Tampa is going to be that we're watching walking the Riverwalk from. From one end to the other, which is about two and a half miles, and we our challenge is we have to do ten different things on the river walk. Well, one of those things is we're stopping at the pavilion, which is a bar kind of place. Uh, everybody knows the Sail Pavilion. Just say that in Tampa. You know where that is. We're going there at one o'clock and we're meeting up with other podcasters or listeners. They're welcome to meet us there. We'll have a drink together. We can hang around for about an hour then before we head on to our next adventure. So, if you're around Tampa on Saturday, that is the let me see that is saturday the 14th at one o'clock at the sale pavilion jemmy and i'll be there and we would love to meet you are you buying drinks uh jemmy's buying all the drinks she's oh, buying good. she doesn't know that um and, and probably will not but let's uh, not tell her until yeah, that's the right. <laughs>
1: check comes
0: <laughs> thanks everybody drivingradioshow.com
1: all right keep the shiny side up